Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, depending on when you're listening to this. Today, I'm joined by performance and image enhancing drug expert, Mr. Dave Crossan, for the second time, um, continuing our theme of looking at complex, tom complex topics with an eye on beginner to intermediate users. We're going to be covering something that you might not expect for that kind of level of user, and that's Trembolone. Now, the reason we're covering Trembolone is off the back of the First Cycles podcast we did with Dave the other week. Lots of people have asked about our thoughts on its use and application. So we thought we'd get Dave on just to cover what it is, how bad really is it, because there's lots of stuff you read on forums, and um, kind of a background on the compound, ways in which it can be used, and whether you should or shouldn't be looking at it if you're in that kind of intermediate, second, third cycle kind of level. I already know what my thoughts on the matter are, but we will start on that with Dave. What is Trent? It's a steroid. There we go. End of podcast. Thank you very much for listening. It's an O19. Um, I want to say something before we get into trend itself, right? There are no bad steroids. Um, I don't like people saying, oh, this steroid's bad or that steroid's bad. What happens is people fail to even understand the mechanisms of how the drug works. And so they fail to safeguard against that or they abuse the drug incorrectly. And that's why they have problems. Yeah. The, the way these drugs work is quite well known. The side effects these drugs cause is quite well known. There are some things we're still learning about, granted. Um, and, it's, you know, the drug doesn't become bad. It's just that you either fail to, you fail to manage it correctly, so you fail to compensate for the sides and manage the sides. And some drugs just don't work for certain people in that they just don't get on with them for whatever reason it may be. When, now, when, I, started, when I started in the gym uh, 16 years ago now, so not as long ago as, as yourself, Dave, I remember hearing someone talk about trend and I was 16. I asked about that and I was told, um, keep your fucking nose out. It's nothing to do with you. And, and there was very much that it was something that was used by competitors or, or advanced level people and it wasn't for beginners or intermediates. Whereas now it's something that's talked about very freely and I think you know, availability of information is a great thing, but occasionally, maybe not so much, I don't know. Trend's attractive because it's powerful. And as it is powerful, and it is effectively the most powerful in injectable in our arsenal of drugs, it is more effective. But nothing's for free. And there's a cost that comes with that power, and that cost is that stress and toxicity on the body. The reason why most people would advise Tren or anyone with half a brain cell would advise Tren to be given to someone who's more advanced is because its mechanisms of actions are quite complex, which makes it a not easy drug to manage, and which is why a lot of people get messed up with it or get into problems with it, is because of how complex it is. And out of the compounds we use, it's probably one of the compounds that really needs more research on more than anything else. Because Tren was only briefly available for human consumption as parabolin in the 70s, there's a very small amount of research on Tren in humans. Most other steroids have been designed to be used in humans. Tren is primarily a veterinary drug. So as a result, there isn't a lot of information out there, factual information out there, in regards to how it operates in the body and its mechanisms of action and what it can and can't do. So we rely a lot on what we call antidotal evidence, which is basically user feedback. 
what people experience with Trent. And the problem with that is that people are notoriously bad at giving objective information about what they've done when it comes to drugs. Because they'll blame Trent for something and there could be a million and one other things going on. It's a very uncontrolled environment, so you can't be sure. Now, Trent is very, very powerful. It has an androgenic to anabolic ratio of 500 to 500. If you want to compare that to testosterone, testosterone is 100 to 100. It doesn't mean it's five times stronger, even though those numbers are five times greater, but it does give an indication as to its strength, but it also gives an indication as to its stress that it causes on the body. Yeah. One of the big things about Trent, well, let's look at the why people choose it, I think would be an easier way to start with. So why do people choose Trent? They choose it because it's powerful. They choose it because in, as a result of being powerful, it's a very effective steroid and it gets results. And it will get results in the absence of decent training and in the absence of decent diet, particularly for giving on the diet front is Trent. Yeah, and you may correct me on this. Um, from, from my understanding, the mechanism, most steroids are anabolic, things like DECA, they are very good at building tissue. Trembo is very good at being an anti-catabolic. Is that correct? It is. Uh, it, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's got... I mean, when you look at stuff like methylated trend, so it's still part of the trend family, the androgenic ratio of methylated tends about 64,000. It's an incredibly powerful drug, and as a result, it will lean people up. It will, I mean, people forget we have androgen receptors in fat cells. Yeah, there's definitely a nutrient repartitioning, blood sugar distributing effect. There, there is an effect on blood glucose levels and stuff like that as well, yes. So it does have, it's not a fully understood, but it does have a, a fat-burning quality to it. it. It obviously doesn't aromatize, so we've got no water issues with that. Um, you know, and that's why it's popular, because it gets results. It's effective. Um, it is powerful. It's a dry, lean tissue-building drug, and the strongest one there is. Mm, tolerance levels vary wildly between people, don't Massively. Now, we'll look at the physical effects first, and then we'll go into the more chemical and mental effects. So one of the things with Trend, and one of the reasons why it's so powerful, is it has the highest binding affinity of all drugs, of all steroids. In fact, all steroids are compared to Trend when they compare binding affinity. What that means is it attaches to the receptor incredibly strongly. That, in part, is why it's so effective at building muscle and why it has such a great impact on our physiques. The problem with that, though, is that it also binds to non-androgen receptors. So it binds to lots of other different receptors, both in the physical body and in the brain. Now, one area of the physical body that's shown to have a significant impact from trend is the kidneys. Now, we haven't really got anything long-term to see if long-term trend use is going to cause long-term kidney damage, but it's very much suspected. It, it doesn't have does an elevation in blood pressure effect in almost everybody who uses it. No, it's not just the blood pressure. Blood pressure, yes, elevation of blood pressure will cause stress to the kidneys and therefore potentially damage them. But trend has a direct action. It's not fully understood, but there's quite a few case studies emerged now of people suffering what, what they call acute kidney injury. Now, when you get kidney damage, it doesn't fix. Your kidneys aren't like your liver. They won't repair themselves. You've just got to manage the problem ongoing. 
acute kidney in it will repair. It's a temporary disruption to the kidney function. And there's been a few case studies noted where a trend user has suffered with acute kidney, uh, kidney injury. And so the kidneys have therefore improved. But I have seen enough bloods to show that kidney function does reduce when people are on trend, but I haven't seen anything long-term enough to show that there's a direct link between trend use, as in the hormones action itself on the kidneys. And there's no science to support this at present. There's just case studies yeah. and anecdotal evidence. Uh, but there is definite correlation. Of, you know, we are definitely seeing reduced kidney function when people do strep. There's no, no escaping that. So it's definitely an area you want to keep an eye on. You need to keep your hydration well. Uh, and running a supplement like Astrologus or something like that will, will help offset to some degree in NAC any impact that the kidneys do have. Probably where it's more impacting physically is liver stress and stomach. A lot of people complain of high levels of stomach acid yeah. and indigestion when they're on trend. The mechanism, again, isn't fully understood. There's definitely some issues going on with the liver and stress in the liver that's then causing issues within the stomach. Bile flow from the pancreas as well is often touted as... Yes. Oh, that, well, that was the next thing I was going to say. So just Sorry, yeah. Fuck up. So I, I should know by now not to interrupt you mid-flow. Um, as Richard has said, yes, bile flow from the pancreas as well can get disrupted by train. And it, it does just quite literally seem to increase stomach acid levels as well. Um, we so one thing that often people will complain about in trend is a huge lack of appetite. Now, unless you're competing and dieting for a show, it sort of defeats the purpose a little bit if you're trying to bulk and you can't fucking eat. Yeah. So it's not a drug I'd look at as a bulking drug. Really, when you're off season and you're wanting to grow, you want to use drugs that have the lowest impact on your physical health because that enables you to stay the healthiest and therefore grow the quickest. Healthy body grows better. But then the the, the characteristics you described earlier and that it, it's a, a non-aromatizing, lean, dry gain that trend produces is the exact reason that people tend to favor it these days because no one wants to get ugly in their off-season anymore. Everyone wants to stay photoshoot conditioned all year round. And, and while that's great and, and that's admirable, to some extent, I think using trend as something to blast all year round is, is a very bad move. But also, if you're wanting to make, if you're a bodybuilder and you want to make serious progress, that's not going to be a practical or viable solution. If you're if you're a, a fitness model or you just like being in shape, staying in shape all year round, fine. But if you're wanting to be massive, that's not going to be a strategy that will get you very far at all. I mean, the first couple of years you might begin again, regardless, but there will be a point where that will become a, a massive limiting factor is, is this trying to stay in shape and using trend to try and force your body to stay in shape in your off season, which is something I see more and more and more of is definitely for me, a big no, no, not just in terms of the physiological of it affecting your ability to eat. Well, effectively what you're doing is taking a drug to compensate for the fact that you're eating too much shit. Yeah. And that, that boils down to, and I'm not judging you on that. You know, I wouldn't well, judge someone else. Even, even the people that are militant on their eating will still try and stay in shape sometimes. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't cast judgment on that, but at least be honest about what it is. Yeah. You're using trend because you want to eat shit, because your diet's not tight, because you can't be arsed, because it's off-season. Fine. It's still your choice, but just bear in mind that it's not the most sensible approach. As long as you're aware of what the, hmm. the payoffs of that will be. 
And that's when I go back to that first thing. It's not the drug that's the problem. It's the people not understanding how the drug works and how to manage it that becomes the problem. Yeah. So the only other real major physical impact we get from trend is reduction in cardiovascular ability. Um, and it, it's, it affects the, the dilation of the blood vessels in the lungs. Very similar to what happens when, now this is where a lot of people get mixed up as well. You'll see a lot of people say, oh, I've got trend cough after I've injected. Now, trend cough is a persistent dry cough that's there all the time. The cough you get post-injection is because you've got some of the benzoyl alcohol into your bloodstream and it's aspirated into your lungs, causing your lungs to constrict. It irritates them and that's why you get the cough. That's a temporary measure. It is worse if you get trend into your bloodstream, granted, but trend cough is actually a persistent long-term cough that stays with you for weeks. It's not something that comes on post-injection and disappears after 10, 15 minutes. And a lot of people label trend cough when it's actually not. It's aspiration uh, because you've got a bit of alcohol into a blood vessel and it's travelled up into the lungs. So that's the bulk of the physical negatives that can happen with trend. When we get into the mental side of things, it, it, it gets really complex very, very quickly. Um, and, oh, there's one of us. Sorry, I missed one. I do apologize. Tren has the ability to bind with the progesterone, well, it's two actually, with a progesterone receptor. And its ratio to, by its deca binds with the progesterone receptor, it only activates the receptor by about 20%. Tren activates it at over 100%. And for those who are maybe not that advanced, progesterone is a hormone that women's bodies produce when they're pregnant, makes them lactate, um, and it's not something you want to have large doses of or large amounts of in a man. Uh, and it's actually what caused my gyno to need surgery. Um, and its side effects are very similar to estrogen when you're physically appearance-wise. <laughs> and then the other thing trend does is it will make an estrogen receptor, it's an estrogen receptor agonist. Now, what that means is it makes that receptor more sensitive. So, <clears throat> argument's sake, this is a scenario. You're running 400 mega test. That's your normal test cycle, and you don't need an AI with that, and you manage your estrogen perfectly fine with no AI, and you're perfectly good. You then decide to have in 400 mega trend, and all of a sudden, you've got estrogen problems. But how can that be? Because my trembolone doesn't aromatize. But because your trembolone makes your estrogen receptor more sensitive, because it's an estrogen receptor antagonist, sorry, the result is that your previous stimulation of that receptor increases, so therefore you become more sensitive to the estrogen levels that are already in your body. Or your trends actually test. There's that as well. But we, we, we're all things equal on this one. Please. We're going to assume you what you think you've got, yeah. We'll be going around these circles forever if we start with that shit. Before we go on to psychological stuff, just very quickly, um, I'd like to put a bit of an urban myth to bed, but you might tell me that I'm full of shit. Um, I'm full of shit. The idea that the darker your trend is, the better it is, from myself, someone who has brewed in the past, um, is misguided. Trend oxidizes when you heat it, you have to heat it when you brew it, and the longer you heat it for, the more it oxidizes, but that is absolutely no mark of how much trend is in your trend. That's a mark of how much you've let it oxidize. Um, yes. It appears that brewers will deliberately heat it for longer, potentially actually damaging more of the hormone to give it that golden brown color that you associate with good trend and heroin. Um, yep. But it's not, it's not a mark of good quality trend. 
on the, the trend is it being accurately dosed trend on the piss scale that is the morning after heavily dehydrated after being on the piss on an abifa style weekend all weekend that's the color of your pee yeah um, but possibly with possibly with a little bit of a kidney bleed in there as well <laughs> um, but it's not indicative of the quality of your trend oh, not at all it's just one of these weird urban myths that, that people i've had someone tell me in the past that they got they absolutely got sold fake trend because it wasn't a dark kind of goldeny color despite the fact that they got all the usual trend symptoms side effects problems yeah yeah so um, it's just something to be aware of um certainly really don't buy there, trend yeah. based on the color of it so let's look at the mental side then yeah. so and the issue here is it's binding affinity so trend will bind with various receptors in the brain and one of the things it binds with is GABA now when we do anything when our brain operates it activates and excites neurons GABA, what you'll find with the body is it's a lot of um, promotion and then control. So you'll have something that raises something, you'll have something else that controls it by bringing it back down. So GABA calms neurons down. Trend reduces GABA in the brain. As a result, neurons get overexcited, they get too excited, and that's what causes anxiety. An inability for these neurons to settle back down they get overstimulated they get overexcited your brain basically overworks overthinks causes paranoia and anxiety one of the big big issues that people report with threat now in in little basic surveys that i've done um about 30 to 50 percent of trend users will report severe anxiety while using the drug which is one thing, but about 30% of users report continued anxiety when they finish using the drug. And one of the problems when you trigger anxiety is that it can be difficult to get rid of it because you literally have to start reprogramming how your brain and how you think about problems and things. I mean, obviously, blatant plug, supplements like Neuro help with this sort of stuff. As being a responsible supplement retailer, a little caveat in there, please don't use neuro to mask anxiety so you can continue taking trend or support max to mask like raise liver enzymes so you continue smashing nap 50s. Um, I do see both of those things happen and while maybe they're great for the balance sheet, they're not great for people's long-term health. Um, but if you're in a competition prep or something, maybe it's not something that you can make a, make a choice about. Trend will also thin the cerebellum. Now, cerebellum is a part of our brain that deals with higher thinking. So it literally dumbs us down. Uh, over long-term children have shown... used in the past, Dave? Oh, lots, mate. Absolutely bucket lots. <laughs> Trend has also been shown to affect the amygdala. Uh, now, the amygdala is like our emotional control centre. And what the brain scans have shown is that the amygdala is actually malformed and distorted. Um, um, I can't remember the exact chemical process with aggression, but there is no denying that trend causes aggression. Uh, and when I've done, like I say, when I've done user surveys, some of the stories that people come back with, we're not talking about being a grumpy twat. We are talking extreme episodes of aggression 
Um, one example was somebody was on the motorway, they were behind somebody in the fast lane, the person was doing about 75, 80. They didn't like it. So they overtook them on the outside. The outside was the hard shoulder where the barrier was. Good. And he took the side of his car down the barrier and get past them and drove on. That's how aggressive he got. Through to people grabbing keys out of locks and throwing them in rivers and putting fists through windows. A lot of it's road rage, actually, as it happens. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of more complex ones as well. We know that Trent engages with the cannabinoid receptors in certain parts of the brain. Yeah. Now, one thing that people who use Trend will, will actually talk about is that they, they feel a need to isolate. They feel a coldness. They feel a distance towards people around them, particularly loved ones. They feel almost a disassociation with the people around them. But the last time I used it, I took myself to the spare room and um, I'd get in from work, have my meal and, and go to the spare room and stay there until I had to go to work the following morning. I did that for three or four weeks. Um, and I think when you're on trend, you start to normalize these things in your head or justify them. Yeah, you don't see it. You very much don't see it. Now, one of the, 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 the natural mechanisms that we have about depression is to seek the company of others. It's one of the, the built-in systems we have in our brains to cope with depression, which is where that will say in misery loss company, because when we feel low, Part of the mechanism of our cannabinoid receptors is to trigger us to seek companionship, to seek company. Uh, trend reverses that, and we tend to isolate ourselves. So you're isolating yourself. You've not got people around you. You're not emotionally engaging with people very well. You, know, you might talk to people, but you're not opening up. You're not having deep conversations. You've got raising ang rising anxiety. And you can see where the two start to play off one another. And you've got increased aggression. And I say, this isn't every person. No, this it, is dose and generation. There are some people that run trend successfully with no problems. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm very tolerable of trend. Very tolerable of trend. But, I, um, I genuinely, um, 150 milligrams, 200 milligrams a week, will see me um, initially, and I don't know if this is something that you've had repeat with other people, for the first... Once it kicks in, for the first three to four days, I won't sleep at all. I'll be super productive. I'll do jobs I've been putting off for months. And um, and then after that point, I'll become increasingly paranoid and aggressive. Um, that's up until the point where I can't cope with it anymore and I stop. That's the neurons and the GABA of invitation because your brain's overactive. So it becomes productive and then it becomes counterproductive because it raises to such a level that it's causing anxiety. Yeah, and, and I actually will not sleep on it, regardless yeah. of what sedatives. The only thing that will, like actual sleeping drugs might knock me out a little bit. As a result, it's a compound that I physically cannot use. And that's one of the reasons why people suffer with insomnia on, on trend, because they can't shut the brains off. The brains get hyperactive. Um, but you'll find you remove yourself. You get quite cold and quite calculated. It has a very strong impact on libido mental approach to libido, not so much, even though well, it has an impact physically as well, but it also has an impact mentally on, the, on your sexual appetite. Uh, and fuck anything, man, woman, or creature. And well, not just that, it can also have quite a violent tinge to it as well. So um, you will, 
if you're in a relationship with someone, your partner will be sensitive to know when you're wanting to make love to them and when you're wanting to fuck the brains out. Uh, with Trent, it just becomes more of the physical and more of the physical and more of the physical. And, and to the point where it, I've, I've spoke to couples where the partner's been actually scared because sex has become so aggressive and so dominating and, and, and you know, so almost abusive. And it's, it's actually worried them. Um, so, let's like say, there's, we can go on and on here. There's all sorts of little things that it, it plays with. Yeah. Um, the thing to look at then, I guess, because this has been asked about kind of intermediate level people, is should an intermediate level person consider it? That's entirely their choice based on the information that we've kind of outlaid mm-hmm. here. But you talk about management. Now, I don't know quite where you were going to go with that. What I would perhaps suggest is that it really is a very individual compound. That some people can manage it, some people can't. And if you're unsure and it's something you're looking at doing and you're really serious about it, it's probably worth having someone that you train with, someone that you know, that can keep an eye on you as a sounding board. Yes. The other thing I would suggest as well is, or one thing I want to warn you of, is that just because you cope with it one cycle does not mean you'll cope with it next there will become an accumulative point where you may have run low dose, 200 meg, those sort of numbers, you know, maybe 300 meg, quite successfully for two or three or four cycles, and then your fifth cycle you have problems. If you get to that point, the chances are you're going to continue to have problems from that point onward every time you use Trent. Yeah. I have seen people use it at very low doses, sort of 25, 30, 40 meg, 28, a couple of times, two, three times a week. And that seems to work quite well for a lot of people. But obviously what it's not going to do at those doses is hide a myriad of mistakes with your diet or your training. So the more on point those are, the more you'll get out of the lower doses. But I would look at the drug not so much in its performance, looking how well you can manage it in the environment you're going to be using it. So like we've already suggested, it's not a drug I'd look at for bulking because of its impact on recovery, because of its impact on sleep, because of its impact on appetite. It's one I'd leave alone for a bulk. But it does become an effective drug pre-comp as a powerlifter or strongman and pre-comp as a bodybuilder in the back end of your, your dieting. It will help push you through. To add to that, because my experience is mostly around strongman, as most people will know, if you're going to use it as a strongman, absolutely nail, double, triple your strength, your, your conditioning work, sorry. Mm-hmm. The amount of strongmen I've seen jump on a load of trend, hit a big deadlift PB, but then be blowing out their ass trying to do every single one of the moving events. Um, so, it, yeah, you know, effective, but be aware that you need to manage that side of things. If you're using it for strength, your strongman or powerlifting, I would leave it to the back end of your cycles. Bring it in too early, and what happens is you'll get, I, I, I wouldn't say this is the correct term, but I just call it androgen fatigue. Yeah. And basically what it is, is you've had too high level of androgens in your body for too long, and the stress factor builds up, and everything starts to become slightly negative. So you want to time your use so it's just a short blast running into the comps to just push you up those last bits. Don't be running trend 12, 16 weeks out from a, a lifting comp because by the time you get to lifting comp, chances are your performance is actually not going to be as good as it could have been. Yeah. Because at that point, your body's going to be struggling because it's going to be suffering with the harshness of the drug. 
So it is a useful compound. It does have its place, but you do, out of all the drugs, really need to respect it. Yeah, I think that's really important. And it also, although it is very powerful, it still won't perform miracles. If you train like an absolute spastic and you don't eat, your progress will still be less impressive than it could be. Mm -hmm. One other thing, if you have a habit for recreational drugs... Avoid. Don't run the two together. Trend will affect how you use recreational drugs, and it will also affect the reward you get from recreational drugs in the same way Deca does. So as a result... Serotonin, or...? They don't... Yes, it has actually transport proteins, actually. So what happens is you don't get the same buzz for the, the recreational drugs that you would have done normally. So your assumption is that your recreational drugs are of low quality and you end up taking more. The other thing trend does is it, it lessens our perception of risk. Um, uh, one strange thing that happens a lot with trend users, uh, and I've spoke to a few people about this and they were quite shocked because they always thought it was just them. And there's a reoccurring thing that comes out, and it's a it's almost a fascination with death. Yeah. And they will they will literally be driving up the motorway and just start. I wonder what it'd be like if I just drove into that bridge at nine mile an hour. And I wonder what it, and weird things like this. And these this is all the impacts that trend can have on your thought process in the brain. These uh, these things that you, we've spoken about. Would you say that they are unique to trend? There are some mental impacts from Decker, but they're not as pronounced as they are with Tren, and that's just down to the fact that Tren is a much stronger compound. All anabolics have the uh, possibility of causing stuff like depression and anxiety without doubt. Um, but again, it's because of the strength of Tren and the effectiveness of Tren is much more pronounced with that drug. But the aggression, the sexual aggression, very much so, is more primarily trend. Uh, the coldness, the disassociation, and the, the lack of perception of risk is definitely more associated with trend than anything else. I've, I've certainly never had any issues with any other compound that I could know. Um, so final thought, somebody, because we always try and talk about people in a, in a, a use case scenario, if somebody's looking at using Trembolone as for the first time, where would you suggest a sensible starting point is? Obviously, it's always everybody's own decision. Um, but in terms of, you know, I, I stand by kind of two-to-one test to other compounds. Um, and I personally think people would see good results from 500 megs of test and 200 megs of trend, something like that. I would be tempted if it's your very first play to use Trembolone. So you can get it out quicker if you need to. It's a double-edged sword, is Trenase, because you'll get the side effects much quicker. Yeah. Because it's more concentration, me for me. But it gets out much quicker. But a couple of weeks, three weeks on Trenase will tell you very, very quickly if you're going to have problems with Tren. Yeah. I honestly now, and I've spoken to Dr. Dean and other people about this, on Trenase, within 24 hours, it affects me dramatically, and Enanthe within three days. Yeah, so Trenase... I am very, very sensitive, just generally. Trenase is is a very good way to just test med yourself. Like with a lot of things, start low and feel your way into it. Nothing wrong with starting with Trenase at 
30 or 50 make three times a week. And a few weeks. Then this isn't for me. Yeah. And if, if you feel good on it and everything's working, then maybe swap over to 200 mega trainers. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Um, but just bear in mind the end will take longer. And I don't want to sound like doom and gloom. I really don't. But remember that once you trigger anxiety, it is difficult to get rid of. Yeah. And there's lots of people jumping up and down on social media about on trend and feeling great and this, that, and the other. And then two minutes later, I get a message off them saying, Mrs. is leaving me. My life's falling apart. I can't fucking sleep. I can't fucking eat. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so don't always take what you see on certain people aren't too keen on being self-critical. So don't always take what you say on Facebook to be sure. And with well, out of all the compounds that we play with, this one definitely needs your respect. Massively so. Massive. And there are so many other options. It's, there are. You know, um, touch it. I, I personally think you can get really good results from, from testing Anavar, testing Primo. Might take a little bit longer. Um, you'll never quite get that same chemically freak look that you get with Trend if you're actually in condition that you get with anything else. But for, for most purposes, you can, you can achieve mostly the same things maybe over a slightly longer period of time maybe having to be a bit more careful with your diet and your training yeah it, it's they say it, it has its place but it's not a widespread place in my opinion it, it's one of those drugs that should be used sparingly and occasionally and when you really need it i don't like programming training to people's cycles and if you are going to use trend please do get blood work done um we spoke in the uh, first PED cycle about, you know, you really don't necessarily need on-cycle support with a first cycle, a test-only cycle. Trembolone is the kind of use case where on-cycle support works like Support Max, like the Dr. Dean Health Stack, really, really play a part. If you're going to do Trend, please do get blood work done and speak to someone who knows what they're talking about. You can get blood work done through Eval, which is Dave Crossland's blood work service. Um, I don't know what the web address is, so you'll have to fill in for me, Dave evalbloodanalysis.com evalbloodanalysis.com so you can get um, get your blood work looked at um, from people who know what they're talking about and there's, take steps accordingly there's also you from MediCheck's you know there are quite yeah. a few blood there's tests you, there's, there's MediCheck's when things are back to normal we do do blood work at Strong but it is very limited we do only have six places a week and this blood work is becoming more and more popular we do fill up with that more and more and more um yeah, so lots of options. There's no excuse not to do it if you're going to do something as with so many contraindications and, and potential issues as track. And there'll be people that comment on this video, oh, I use Trend and I get along with it fine. And great, I'm glad you too. I yeah. use Trend and I got along with it fine. I used over a gram a week and I got along with it fine. I just got a bit sweaty. That was it. Yeah. But there are also people that use Trend and, and literally within a week want to kill themselves. I used 200 mix and ended up living in Travel Lodge. Yeah, it's, and um, you know, really, is it worth it? <laughs> so, uh, but and like I said, there is that build-up as well. So, I mean, when you look at the studies, and I'm, I'm not wanting to scare people, but just so they get a context of how powerful and how damaging that drug can be, um, brain scans of people using Trembolone have been likened to brain strands of people with Alzheimer's. Well. Now, that doesn't mean that trend causes Alzheimer's. That is not true. That is an urban myth. 
what it means is the level of cellular damage is on a par with the damage that Alzheimer's causes. So just, you know, it's, it's great when you're young and stupid and we've all been there. Fucking hell, I've got the hat, the T-shirt, the gloves, the socks, the matching underpants, the cape and the, you know, the, the weekend kit to go with it um, for drug abuse. No, no denying that. And I carry the scars and I will carry the scars for the rest of my life because of that. Um, luckily, I've gone out with a relatively intact brain. <laughs> no, I'm not saying anything. No, I, I, there are impacts in my brain that have come from my steroid use, without doubt. Without yeah. doubt. Uh, but I don't suffer particularly with anxiety or paranoia or anything like that. I do suffer with um, an overactive brain and I do suffer with incredibly poor memory. Decker fog. Yeah. Something but for another time. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, thank you very much, Dave. Um, hopefully, some of the people who were asking about the compound will have a little bit more of an idea about it from there. If you are interested in um, any of the services that Eval offer, do check that out. And we will be recording an episode actually later today, but it'll probably go out in a few days on blasting and cruising with Dr. Dean. So thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you again next time.